Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. I've heard about this baby boy who's come to earth to bring us joy and I just want to sing this song to you Ha! 
Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenley from the National Prayer Chapel. My heart has been so lonely. I've actually wept over my loneliness. Have you ever felt like this? Your heart's just lonely. It's not a specific reason. You're just lonely. Oh, I know there are expectations around certain holidays, and when those aren't met, we may be a bit lonely. That's not what has been touching my heart. The source of my loneliness... is that I find so very few people that I can honestly open my heart with. I find so very few people who have as the primary goal of their life to serve Jesus and to go to heaven with him. I can be around so-called Christian people, but my heart is always so empty when I leave them because they didn't want to talk about Jesus. They just want to talk about the world, the flesh, and the devil. And I say, wait, 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 is that all there is in the world? Yes, We're coming into a new era. And I'm looking, searching for men and women who only want Jesus, whose primary concern is, how can I obey the Lord Jesus Christ? How can I walk clean with him and with my brothers and sisters? See, revival is simply obedience to Jesus. And when we're in a a Laodicean condition as we're in today in the American church, or much, much worse, nobody really wants to talk about Jesus. They want to talk about their, their meals, their cars, their houses, their entertainment, their vacations. I'm looking, I'm searching for men and women, boys and girls who want to come and pray. I'm tired of being with people who call themselves Christians but who don't pray. Maybe private little prayers. I'm talking about prayers that would please Jesus. Prayers for other people. Prayers for their own holiness. Their own change of heart. Their own desire to be one with Jesus. Jesus is coming. The day of the Lord is upon us. If your heart is hungry to be with other people who only want Jesus, would you go in the chat line and and tell us that that's what you want? It would encourage my heart just to hear people say, I want Jesus, and I'm done with the world, the flesh, and the devil. I am. Everything in my life and my heart has been laid down for Jesus Christ. And now I'm earnestly seeking in every way I know to be obedient to him in every respect 
so that he will send his Holy Spirit in power in the American church. Is that your heart? Do you want Jesus? If you don't, then you probably shouldn't be listening to this broadcast because that's all I want. I want Jesus. And I want a fellowship with other men and women, boys and girls, who also honestly and truly have laid their lives down and they want Jesus. Are you tired of the chit-chat? I am. I'm so sick and tired of chit-chat. I don't want anything to do with being lukewarm. I want to be on fire for Jesus. And so I'm crying out to him in prayer. I'm spending hours in prayer going after that relationship with Jesus because nothing else is going to satisfy my soul. Is that your heart? Oh, my brother, my sister. I want to share a message with you today. I don't know if I'll get through it all today. I may have to come back and talk about it again tomorrow. We have in our Bible two portions. One is called the Old Covenant and one is called the New Covenant. The Old Covenant of the law ends up with the prophet Malachi. The prophet Malachi is that bridge between the old and the new. Part of Malachi is clearly about Old Testament, Old Covenant things. But then we come to chapter 3, and it's no longer just about Old Covenant issues. It's also New Covenant. And the third chapter opens, and I believe is an introduction to the New Testament. There are 400 years of separation when God stopped talking to Israel. between chapter 3 and Matthew chapter 1. Chapter 3, see, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. That is, I'm going to send John the Baptist to prepare the way before me. Then suddenly, the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple the messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. In other words, suddenly Jesus is going to appear in the temple. John the Baptist will prepare the way, and then suddenly here's Jesus. Verse 2, but who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears, for he will be like a refiner's fire or a launder's soap. He will sit and refine and purify silver. Purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. So we have now what often happens the prophet writing 200 years before Jesus came could not separate his first coming and his second coming. He came as a baby. 
He came in that manger. And he came like a good bar of soap to the people of Israel, washing, cleansing. But he's not going to come that way the second time. We're now 2,000 years past. It's time for Jesus to come. And he says, who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire. The second time he comes, he's not coming as a bar of soap. He's coming as a fire. The Lord will have men who bring offerings in righteousness. The offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord as in the days, the former years. So Jesus was going to come the first time like a bar of soap to scrub us up, to wash us. Remember what happened with King David after his Bathsheba incident, wickedness. He prayed in the Psalms, put me in a bucket of water and scrub me. Well, that's what was intended to go on between the first and the second coming of Jesus. He's looking for a people who will be innocent before him. He's looking for a people who honestly want him. So he's not coming as a fire during that time. He's coming in the power of the Holy Spirit to teach us, to mature us, to grow us up. To cause us to say, yes, Jesus, yes, I want you. And to turn our back on the world, the flesh, and the devil. The reason my heart is so lonely, and even is, can I be honest, today, I live with a very lonely heart right now. And I live with a lonely heart because there is so little interest in the hearts of people to just serve Jesus. My friends are not those of the world. And part of what Jesus has been doing to me, and I maybe I shouldn't talk about this, but I will. Part of what Jesus has been doing with me is separating me from my worldly friends and from my worldly Christian friends from people who refuse to pay the price to cross over the line and say, okay, I'm going to serve Jesus no matter what it costs me, no matter what your husband says, no matter what your wife says, no matter what your kids say, no matter what the friends of the family say, you are going to serve Jesus Christ. And you're not going to engage in the chit-chat of the world or the activities of the world with them. You're you're coming out and you're being separate. Ooh, that's that's lonely. Now, it's not going to be lonely long because soon there're going to be a lot of you who cross the line and share and the Holy Spirit moves in your heart and you desire Jesus and on every hand you're going to find other people who also are hungry for Jesus. It's interesting what happens because a person will come to Jesus and immediately the big sins just drop away. Alcoholism, fornication, pornography, those things, lying, cheating, stealing, those things are gone. And you live with joy in Jesus day by day. You know what? 
Some of you think that's the that's the end. It's not. That's the beginning. The next step is to come into oneness with the Holy Spirit until he pours out his power upon you. The power to heal the sick, the power to cast out the demons, the power to walk fresh and clean day by day before Jesus. We've got to go on to that. And the inner space of our hearts has to be utterly washed and cleansed, not of obvious sin, but of character traits. Pride, arrogance, bitterness, selfishness. These all have to be cleaned out. And total heart obedience given to Jesus Christ. That's the real work now. You're a Christian? Okay. Get on with the next stage because you have no power to change and heal and restore. You need to be a worker for Jesus Christ. You're not walking in any known sin. That's not enough. There's a whole new deep opening place. And in that place, your heart won't be lonely anymore. Because you'll walk in friendship with Jesus in such intimacy and such oneness. Do you understand? I pray you do. I'm going to talk about it a lot in the coming days. Who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? He's going to be a refiner's fire when he comes the second time. He says, so I will come near to you for judgment. I will be quick to testify against sorcerers, occultists, Ouija boards, tarot cards, Fortune tellers. I fear that some of you go constantly and and check out what your fortune is for the day. Stop it. No. Don't touch a, don't touch sorcerers or sorcery. Adulterers, perjurers, against those who defraud laborers of their wages. who oppress the widows, the fatherless, deprive aliens of justice, but do not fear me, says the Lord Almighty. I, the Lord, do not change. So you, O descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. I want to say it another way. You who have called yourselves Christians have not been destroyed because of your wickedness, because the Lord is compassionate and loving. And yet you're not keeping the way of the Lord. You're keeping the way of the modern church. You're unwilling to come out and pay the price to be utterly given over to Jesus Christ, to not be lukewarm to be on fire for Jesus, to be filled with his spirit. And most of you who listen to me, most of us are not yet filled with his spirit. And so we're searching. We're crying out. Some of you say, oh, pastor, but I speak in tongues. No, 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 no. That's a baby level. Come on. It's time to go higher with Jesus. Yes, you do need to speak in tongues, but no, you can't manufacture it. 
You can't prime the pump. That's something that happens when the Holy Spirit comes on you. But that's just the first baby level. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, how are we to return? Now, I want you to catch this. You don't return to God with sentimental music. You return to God with concrete actions that that post Jesus as the Messiah, that lift up the name of Jesus. Now, what are the specific things? Well, there are many specific things, and I'm not going to go into all of those today. That will happen as we as we move forward. But he said here, will a man rob God? Yet you rob me. You ask, how do we rob you? In tithes and offerings. You're under a curse. The whole nation of you, because you're robbing me, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Not food in your house. Jesus asks for 10% and offerings from you. And he asks for that from you so that there will be food in the house of the Lord God of heaven. My wife and I met a, a young woman. She works as a waitress. And she has two autistic children. Can you imagine raising two autistic children on a waitress salary, on tips? There needs to be food in the house of the Lord so that people like this can be touched by the kindness of Christians. He's giving just one very specific thing. And some of you say, oh, tithing is not in the New Testament. Well, I could show you that it is, but I want to do say, I do want to say one other thing to you, and that is, if you're cheating God, You're going to have holes in your pocket, and you're going to wonder, why do I always run short of money? Money is that wonderful element that really says the whole deal about our hearts. We're stingy with God. God's going to be stingy with us. I want you to hear that. I'm not pushing Money. This is not for me about money. This for me is about positioning myself in a way that Jesus can bless me and bless his church. It's not for building big buildings. And we have we've so sinned against the Lord by building our great buildings, and then they sit empty most nights and most days. They're like mausoleums, graveyards, dead. Or they're a going business. And today, much of the church is just business. It's not about getting ready to go home to be with Jesus. We have our home here. Well-appointed. We stack it full of brush. Put as many people in it as we can and bring the concerts. But there's no Holy Spirit. Oh, there's a Kundalini Spirit. That's not the Holy Spirit. That's the Buddhist Spirit. And that is infecting hundreds and thousands of churches across America. Remember... We're dealing here not with the happy spirit, not with the laughing spirit. We're dealing here with the Holy Spirit. Big difference. Some of you I know are going to be offended. 
That's why I'm lonely, because there are so few people who will speak the truth and pursue the truth. I won't go further with that. But the Lord said, in tithes and offerings, you're under a curse. And the whole nation of you, because you're robbing me, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. See if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. I will prevent the pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not cast their fruit. For some of you, that might mean the business deals will go through. Because we're not farmers. All the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. Well, America is not a a delightful land unto the Lord. And if you want Jesus, then you're going to have to pay the price. The price is obedience to Jesus in every way, in everything. For every purpose, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be given to you. You've said harsh things against me, says the Lord. And yet you ask, what have we said against you? You said it's futile to serve the Lord. What did we gain by carrying out his requirements and going about like mourners before the Lord Almighty? But now we call the arrogant blessed. Certainly the evildoers prosper, and even those who challenge God escape. Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other. You have people you can sit down and talk with. Because the Lord will listen. A scroll of remembrance was written in his presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honored his name. See, I want to be a part of a group of people who will honor the name of the Lord Jesus. I want to be a part of a people who Don't walk in foolishness. I don't want to be a part of of an organization where the pastor stands up and opens his presentation by telling a football joke. That's so obviously wicked. So obviously off course. And the church should rise up and say, stop it. They should stand up in the pews and say, stop. You're dishonoring the name of the Lord. Sit down. Is there no one here who has the word of the Lord for us? There's a a casualness. It's disgusting to me. There's a casualness who can who can have the most expensive tennis shoes among the pastors. I've watched his pastors get up and brag about their tennis shoes. Eleven, twelve hundred dollars for a pair of tennis shoes? Are you kidding me? What's going on in the church today? It's not about Jesus. Come on, be honest. Get out of that church. Get out of that church. Leave it. It's a joke. And the world considers it a joke. Get out. 
and some of you are depressed and down because you can't find a church, be a church. There are churches that are godly. There are pastors who are speaking the truth. But if you can't find it yet, be a church. See, what God wants to do is you spend those hours in prayer for your husband or your wife, family. I come and tell you of my loneliness and my wife's loneliness. We're lonely for the people of God. She heard this broadcast on YouTube way out in in Raymond, Washington and made a decision that her church was a joke. Want to be a part of it anymore? And where was she going to find a church? Well, she said, I found one on the on the YouTube, but that's not church for me. And she began to pray about moving to Washington, from Washington to Washington, D.C. area, to be a part of the National Prayer Chapel. And then out of that, the Lord said to her, Man's going to be your husband. What? It's two years ago. That man's going to be your husband. She could hardly believe her ears. She had $3,500 and she was going to move to Washington. And then a family member desperately needed financial help. She gave the whole amount to that family member and then said, Now, Lord, you want me in Washington. You have to get me there. I won't tell you the whole story, but yes, she was brought to Washington by the Lord at his command, and she was immediately became, well, oh, I better tell you. She said to me, has Jesus said anything to you about a relationship between the two of us? I said, are you kidding me? No. I'm not looking for a wife. Oh, okay. And then I prayed about it. And the Lord said, go get your bride. I said, what? It's a clear word, go get your bride. So I called her back and I said, yes, I'm supposed to, you're supposed to be my bride. The Lord said, Go get your bride. Awesome. Can you get a wedding together? Service? A pastor? Absolutely. Got a ticket. I flew to Washington. I met her. And four days later, we were married. And then we got in her car with only what she could take in the car, and began the long drive back to Washington, D.C. And the Lord has so blessed our marriage. So blessed our marriage. I'm astonished at how he he has blessed us. We just obeyed him. It was an arranged marriage by Jesus. I'd never seen her before. That's what Jesus did. I'm so happy she's my wife. Why am I telling you this? Because I want you to know that there is a difference, there is a distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not serve him. Malachi says a scroll of remembrance is written in his presence 
about those who fear the Lord and honor his name and will give themselves utterly just searching after Jesus Christ. Malachi, the third chapter, verse 17, it says, They will be mine, says the Lord Almighty, that is, who make, who have a conversation, who make an agreement, who make a, a covenant that we are going to search after Jesus. In the day when I make up my treasured possessions, I will spare them, just as in comparison a man spares his son who serves him. And you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not. I see a dramatic difference between those who serve God and those who do not serve God. I see a dramatic difference in their finances, in their relationships. I see a dramatic difference between a serious Christian and a lukewarm Christian. Major difference. Which are you? You go to a social event, a party, and you get so exhausted and so bored, the chit-chat, oh, did you see that TikTok? Oh, did you? No, I didn't. I search after Jesus, not after the garbage of the world. You see a distinction in your life between casual, worldly Christian and your life? Do you have Christian brothers and sisters where you can get together and not just talk about shallow scripture? Not about shallow concepts, but where you really get down to business. And you really begin to talk about and be earnest with one another. I I asked our fellowship the other night, have any of you sinned this week? Have any of you sinned? If so, tell us about it. Tell us what you did about it. Have you repented? Have you made it right with Jesus? it led to some very interesting discussion. See, I don't want to chit-chat. I want to talk about the real stuff. I want to talk about where we really walk with Jesus. It was a very rewarding meeting. Then I asked the Wesley question, Did any of you face a temptation this week? Did you win over it? One man, when his sharing came, he said, I had friends that had a big birthday party, and I I went. And he said, and then they wanted to go to the club afterwards, the nightclub. And I wanted to go because... To be honest, I still like the music of the nightclub. But I know that if I'd gone to the nightclub, I'd be grinding on another, on a girl, on a woman. Didn't want to do that. I didn't want to fill my mind with their music. I didn't want the alcohol. I didn't want the world. This is a man who was a Hindu who has become a very serious Christian. wants to walk as a Christian. And he is. And he was so joyous as he told of his victory over that temptation. Then I asked the question, what are you going to do about it? One, Stop going to parties like that. 
But what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do with your life? See, you have to honestly face the questions. Do you walk in darkness or do you walk in the light? Are you serious about following Jesus or are you not serious about following Jesus? Is it a casual endeavor, a social life, a connection with people who are fun to be around? I didn't understand for years as a pastor. I'd finish my sermon. We'd have our benediction. And I'd say, if anybody wants to pray, please come forward. Once in a while, somebody would come forward. Most of the time, people wanted to be free. They'd had enough religion, and now they wanted to be free to talk about where they were going to have lunch, what their activities were going to be for the afternoon, who was going to hook up and go with who. My heart would grieve. The whole way of living as an American is hell-bound. We're not right with Jesus. We've got to get right with him. And revival is simply God directing our hearts to obey Jesus. It's not a sentimental deal. It's, what do you do with your money? What do you do with your time? Who are your friends? What do you talk about? Are you on the cell phone all day? What do you talk about? Are you talking about Jesus in heaven and longing for the coming of our Lord? Are you talking about the vacation? Are you talking about the events of the day? Are you are you chit-chatting about junk? What are you going to do with Jesus? What are you going to do? He's coming like fire. Are you going to be cast into that fire? Is he going to draw you heaven's paradise? I want you to know today, I'm lonely for you. I love you. Jesus loves you even much more important. Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, I come earnestly searching after you. I come earnestly asking for the fullness of your Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit who heals our our wounds, who binds up our, our broken bones. Lord, I come earnestly searching after you, for you are the Almighty. And to be honest, Jesus, I don't know how to go to that higher place, to go to that higher ground, But, Lord, that's where I want to be, higher ground. And I'm standing by faith today that you are coming in full power to me and my wife to bring us to higher ground, to anoint us with the fullness of your Holy Spirit. We're not going to give up, but we're we're dead in the water, Jesus. We need you to come and show us. Do this, do that. Go here, go there. 
Lord, I don't care where you send me. If the final destination is service to you and oneness with you in the kingdom above, a service of healing and restoration in the lives of my brothers and sisters who are hungry for you. Lord, there's such a work of confession of sin, of being on our face and weeping before you. Lord, come and and give to us the gift of tears, the gift of repentance, that we could honestly, earnestly search after you, Jesus, and find you and be filled with your Spirit. Please come, Lord. Please come. I'm tired of of the foolishness of the American church. I don't play their games anymore. And there are people listening to this broadcast who need to run from the church they're in. And there are some who are at home watching things on YouTube And they need to go find that place that you've assigned them. Do you come? I pray in your holy name. Well, you're listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenlee from the National Prayer Chapel. If you go online nationalprayerchapel.com My brother Ed is posting the three special services over the Thanksgiving holiday that will call you to follow and urgently cry out for the blessing and anointing of the Holy Spirit. If they're not up yet, they will be soon. Watch for them. My brother, my sister, give everything you have to search after Jesus and obey him. We pray for the sick. Lord, I come asking for the healing of those who are of broken bones, of sickness, so miserable they don't know how they can live. I ask for your spirit to come in healing power for them. Thank you, Jesus. I pray in your holy name. Amen. God bless you, my brother, my sister. I love you. We'll talk soon. Oh